0: Hey there, Amanda Smith here. Welcome inside this week's edition of How She Did It. Now, I know you usually send me questions to ask whoever the guest is on the show, but I have a question for you. Have you subscribed? If the answer is yes, thank you so much. Happy to have you here. And if the answer is no, that's okay. I know you're gonna. So you have seen and heard today's guest as an analyst and reporter for the WNBA on ESPN and College Hoops on Fox. Today, She's on How She Did It. Kim Adams is here dropping straight knowledge. Go ahead and take a listen. Hey there, Amanda Smith here with Kim Adams. I am so pumped to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you
1: for having me. I was uh, telling you I had seen a bunch of your episodes with people that I really look up to in the industry. So when you asked me, I was like, what? She wants me to be on it. Um, So yeah, thank you. Hopefully I can uh, provide some insight for some people, but this will be fun.
0: No, it's like anytime anyone is like, I watched that or I listened to that, like you hope people do, but... I don't know. You never like expect it. So I was like, whoa, really? Um, And I was just telling Kim, it was so fun to watch you all during the WNBA playoffs. You killed it. So I'm so excited to have you here today.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that was fun. I'm sure we'll uh, talk more about it. But yeah, I'd watch Sarah. that.
0: (laughs) Doris Burke.
1: Obviously, everyone loves them. um, So I'd watch their episodes with you. And it's so helpful to me. So hopefully I can pass on some, a little bit of insight, even though I feel like I'm still like relatively new to the industry.
0: I think that that's like why I'm so excited to have you though, because I know that a lot of like young broadcasters and people who are like trying to get a start in the industry watch this show. So it's like, let's get that insight. Did y'all like that preview? You're going to have to wait for it because I saw that you did your graduate program at Northwestern, which means you spent some time in Chicago, which is where I'm from. Oh, Any anytime, yes, anytime I have like a someone who spent time in Chicago on the show, I have to ask them their pizza preference.
1: Oh, okay. So this is, this is an interesting one for me because I'm from New York. Oh.
0: Um,
1: so I, when I got to Chicago, I look at Chicago pizza as a different type of meal than pizza, mm. um. With that being said, I liked Giordano's. Okay. Um, I The thing with me and Chicago pizza is I'm not a big sauce person. Like I like very light sauce on my pizza and I feel like there's so much, it's just like a layer of of sauce on the top and then obviously all the good cheese inside. <laughs> um, so it was like very interesting for me coming from New York. like pizza's life um but I look at it as a different meal it's good and I'll say I like Giordano's the best
0: that was a very good answer way to like you're <laughs> like I'm from New York but I love Chicago pizza but there's a lot of sauce you that was very like politically pizza correct <laughs> I, just, you
1: know, I don't want to upset the Chicago pizza people but some people have gotten upset when I when I've said that they're like no it's pizza and I'm like it's like it's more like a lasagna or something. I feel
0: like. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I've never thought about it that way. But now you're getting, next time I'm like back home cutting up my deep dish, I'll be like. Cam was right. <laughs> so now, like many of us, myself included, we see you broadcasting college and professional basketball. But having been a former college basketball player yourself, what really drew you to the media side?
1: Yeah. Um, so it, it was a little bit of a career change for me, honestly. Um, I, it was something I had like kind of distantly in the back of my mind thought about, um, in high school. Um, but then when it came time to choose colleges, um, like you said, I played basketball. I was also a swimmer. Um, so I was being recruited for both sports. So I wasn't necessarily looking at schools for, um, a major or a program. I, was, I really wanted to go to a, a good school, as good of a school as I could, just kind of overall academically. Um, and then I had to choose, you know, was I going to swim? Was I going to play basketball? Um, so I, I went to Penn um, in Philly, where I actually just moved back to. Um, so I was playing basketball there. We didn't have any sort of journalism, broadcasting. Um, I fell more into the business side of sports. So, um, really, all of my internships in college uh, were on the business side. Um, I spent two summers with Major League Baseball, actually. Um, I was doing advertising and marketing. Um, And then I got to intern at Comcast Sportsnet Philly, which is now NBC Sports Philly, um, my senior year. But I was on the marketing side, but that's kind of when I first got to see into TV. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, But once I graduated, I kind of was like all right i probably should get like a reasonable job like start to make some money um so i started working for turner sports in new york but i was on the ad sales side um and i'd been there like a year or so and just felt like i i didn't love it i was kind of going through the motions and that's when i started to think about um broadcasting again um so i literally had no experience um nothing aside from playing and like being interviewed myself um so that's when I thought I should probably go to grad school for this, which you definitely don't need to do. Um, but that's that's kind of the path I took. Um, so I, I ended up going to Northwestern. Um, and that's how I got into the media side of it. Um, but definitely like just growing up as a junkie of the game, just watching so many games. And like, I just remember um, when I was in middle school, high school, like my dad and I and brothers would watch the games and like A big part of it was me learning from the broadcasters um, at basketball wise. My dad would be like, oh, listen to uh, Jeff Van Gundy or whoever. And and I would really learn stuff. Um, So that's kind of a side of it um, that I like now is, you know, I'm trying to teach the young me's who are now watching the game. Um, So it's kind of a roundabout way that I got into the industry.
0: You mentioned your dad and your two brothers. Your mom also played college basketball. So like basketball strong in the Adams family bloodline. What sort of impact do you feel your family has had on your career?
1: Yeah. Um it's been everything. We were like literally a ball is like family. Um like my parents would tell me story, I'm the oldest kid. So my dad would like bring me to like Sunday basketball like at the whatever elementary school. Like I was like in my little carriage or whatever. And my mom <laughs> would show up and like, he wasn't like watching me or anything. Um, but yeah, so both my parents played division one. Um, my mom was my high school coach actually, uh, in New York, we had a really good team. My dad also was a men's basketball official. He just retired a couple years ago. And then both my brothers, uh, played collegiately one played baseball, uh, one played basketball, but, um, really so much of my knowledge of the game comes from growing up in that household um and i i think with me like when i'm in the industry now like i didn't i didn't play in a major conference i didn't you know i wasn't in the final four um i didn't play in the acc i didn't play in um, the sec um and i think a lot and i think when people listen to me and they're like oh she played in the ivy league she wasn't you know a national player of the year candidate But when they really listen to me, I think they could tell, wow, she's really knowledgeable of the game. And so much of that comes um, from growing up in the household that I did with two parents who are really knowledgeable of the game. um, And just learning it from different perspectives, learning it from my parents who were players, learning it from my mom as a coach, learning it from my dad as an official. That's like a big part of my broadcasting now is uh, making sure I'm up on all the rules because my dad said – You know, as an official, they get so frustrated when the announcers are saying the wrong things about the calls they're making. So I like literally study the rule book and make sure I'm up on, you know, all of the points of emphasis and the new rule changes. That's something I'm still uh, studying for this season because they came out with a new rule book for men's and women's this year.
0: Even with all of the work that you do now at a national level, you put out a post saying a lot of that is still on a freelance or part-time basis. How do you continue to seek out those opportunities?
1: Yeah, um, so this, I just finished my, this is really the end of my fifth year of doing this. Um, January will be starting of my sixth year. And it's been hard to be honest. I'm sure you know, um, I'm sure a lot of people that, will hopefully a lot of people listen to this and hopefully a lot of them can resonate. Um, But even to this point where I'm doing national stuff for ESPN, national stuff for Fox, I'm still freelancing and I have like really busy times and then really slow times. And I mentioned I was a swimmer. I've actually like always throughout this five year period that i have doing this, I've always done swim coaching on the side. Um, cause I need like a secondary job, a secondary income. Um, so it hasn't been easy. I would say like for every opportunity I get, every job I get, I probably got like five to 10 rejections or no reply to an email or, oh, you were a finalist, but we went with someone else. Um, So I think that's important too, when you're going through this industry is like, you know, you see people, oh, wow, that's a great job she has. She got, you know, a big opportunity, but they don't see, oh, I got like rejected from these five jobs before I got this one. Um, So I've had times where I'm like, man, like, can I really keep doing this financially? Um, You know, I want to be able to, know have a nice apartment and do nice things and you know afford things and like live um and there's been times where i'm like i don't know if like financially uh i can keep doing this but i every time i kind of you know sit down and i i remember like just how happy i am when i'm working and doing these games and i don't want to go back to like a nine to five desk job um so that's what's kind of gotten me to keep persevering and I have always kind of had to have that side job, um, but I, I actually have really enjoyed the swim coaching. And I was just listening to your um, episode with Doris Burke, and she talked about how she misses coaching. Um, and that's something I really enjoy. because so I'm wor- I'm working with males and females, but I feel like really important that the females have a strong female presence in their life. And these are kids as young as, you know, seven, 10, high school. Um, so it's kind of been like a blessing that I've gotten to do that. Um, but ultimately, I would like to hopefully be doing uh, broadcasting more full time and a little bit less um, swim coaching. But, yeah, I've just, I've had to just stick with it and not take rejection and bad news too personally and just kind of be like, all right, they're lost. On to the next job, on to the next opportunity.
0: You know, you mentioned wanting to provide a strong female presence for the players or swimmers you coach now. Having been an athlete yourself, in what ways do you feel that sports can motivate and encourage young girls?
1: Yeah, I think it is, I think you can get lessons from sports that you can't get anywhere else. Um, I actually just spoke to a a high school team back in my area when I was home for Thanksgiving and that was like, that just made my day. Um, I think it's so important for us to have female role models. Um, I think a big, a big thing I talked to them about was leadership, um, how we are seeing more female leaders and we want to continue to breed them and, um, just continue to have people to look up to. Um, but yeah, I think it's so important. Um, the lessons you get in sports, like I said, you, you can't learn that anywhere else. Um, whether it's the lows in sports losing, like I lost a state championship at the buzzer. Um, but like, to have your team come together in the locker room after or the bus ride and like everyone's emotional and crying. Like there's not many other walks of life where you can get stuff like that. Um, teamwork, leadership, um, battling adversity. Um, I just, I think it's so important, um, for young girls to be involved in sports and, Many sports. Um, I know it's something that I want to hopefully continue to be involved with, whether talking to teams or being involved with programs. Um, but it's it's definitely pretty much I would say almost everything that I've come to be today. So much of that is either from my family or from playing sports.
0: We see you doing all of these amazing things, but you said kind of like many of us, you're still just trying to figure it out. What are some of the hopes that you have for your career in the future?
1: Yeah. um, So just kind of immediately, like I was telling you, just and every year I have been getting more and more work. Um, So that's just that's kind of my like immediate goal, or not not necessarily concern, Um, but just every year to be getting more and more opportunities. Um, Like even so far for my college schedule for January for Fox, like I'm already so much busier than I was last year, which is great. obviously the WNBA stuff came out of nowhere. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm hoping I'll be asked back to do that again and hopefully get to do, um, even more games. Um, and then really just, um, doing more like postseason college basketball, like being able to extend my season. Um, and I think that's also, also a, a problem that hopefully we're working towards, but like, women's basketball has so much fewer, so much less coverage, um, uh, in the non-conference. Um, so a- as broadcasters, if you're primarily just doing women's college basketball, a lot of us don't get busy until like conference play starts in January. Like, I think it was a prime example just a week or two ago. There were literally three top 10 matchups on one day in women's basketball. And not one of them was on TV. Um, So for me, it's always been trying to find, you know, piece together different things so that I have enough work. Um, I just moved to Philly. So hopefully I'll get my feet wet here, start getting involved in some local broadcasting stuff here. Um, But yeah, immediate future for me is just continuing to put myself out there, do a great job at the games I have, because you never know who's watching. And Um, wow she did a great job at that why aren't we using her or why aren't we using her more maybe we want to use her on men's Um, so just to really take advantage of every single opportunity I get um, and do the best I can and hope hope that it leads to more down the road
0: are these contacts you're seeking out on your own do you have an agent what's the backstory?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, because it's, I actually don't have an agent. Um, at this point, it's something I've been exploring, but have never really found the perfect fit or felt found someone that I really feel like believes in me and like shares the same vision. Um, so everything I've done now has been without an agent and it's really all been, uh, contacts, um, people working with me and recommending me for other things. Um, like just staying on top of people. So basically, I started off doing all digital stuff. Um, I started working for the Big East Conference, their digital network. Um, I started doing like uh, men's college games on ESPN3 sideline reporting then eventually analyst work. And really everything just built up from there. Like the Big East had a partnership with Fox and I would be Meeting um, the people who were hiring for the games at media days and stuff and just staying in touch And I probably sent them my stuff for like three years before I finally got an email one day like hey I have an opportunity for you Um, Did a good job that game turned into more and that game turned into more games the following year more games this year Um, And then like the ESPN stuff um, I had just kind of been sending them my stuff again for years and i remember just i remember getting one email probably like two or three years ago that kind of like it was i feel like it was like a game-changing email for me um because at first i got it and i was like almost mad like they told me oh she you know she's doing okay but she still has a long way to go she looks like she lacks confidence blah 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 and you know you when you're a broadcaster like i think i'm doing well like i think i'm ready to take a jump and then I got this email and it just—it kind of like brought me like, not that I was, you know, I've always been humble, but this was kind of like shook me like, wow, like the, the words I'm seeing. Um, so at first I was like mad and then I was like, you know what, like, I know I could do this. Um, I feel like maybe all that I have to offer isn't coming through on the screen and on the camera. Um, so I almost like took it from an, an athlete approach and kind of like I was very competitive like fiercely competitive. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna like take this as like a chip on my shoulder, Um, I'm gonna get better, I'm gonna show them I can do this. Um, And I'm gonna go into meetings and be more forceful, go into interviews and be confident and be like, I know I can do this job, I know I can do it well. Um, So I think that email I got kind of changed the perspective for me. And like two or three years later, I was hired by ESPN. But again, that literally came from just staying on top of them, sending them my updated reel, checking in. Um, and the person who hired me for WNBA, I guess someone had put his stuff across his desk. And I was doing a game for the Connecticut Sun. They had hired me as an analyst for a couple games, filling in for Sarah. Um, and he literally, like, I guess, knew I was doing that game and watched it. And then called me after the game or emailed me and said, I may have an opportunity and he was like, "I have an opening for a sideline reporter. Can you be on a plane to Phoenix in two days?" I was like, "Yeah." Uh, <laughs> so it's like just crazy. You you never know when that um, opportunity is coming, and I think it always comes at the right time. Um, you may think you're ready, and you'll get rejected from jobs. Um, but in reality, like you weren't ready for that moment. But when it came a year or two later, like I could say yes. And I went and did that game and was like, I'm just, I don't know if I'm ready for this moment, but I'm going to pretend like I am. Um, and I guess it went well because then they gave me a bunch more games. Sorry. That was like probably a roundabout answer for what no you way. asked. No That
0: was like the best story ever. Are you kidding? To look back on when you first got that initial email and then to think of, being able to call and report on games on ESPN. What was that kind of feeling like for you?
1: Yeah. Um on Like I just told you the story. It all happened so quickly that at first it didn't even hit me. Like I got that call. I remember it was like pouring rain on the phone. I was driving home from Mohegan sun back to um, outside of New York city where I was living at the time. And he was like, yeah, like Holly Rowe can't do it. She's doing the Women's College World Series. I was like, I'm filling in for Holly Rowe. Like <laughs> uh, and then he said I was going to be working with Pam Ward and Lachina Robinson, who are like big time. Um, and I had briefly met Pam before. And I had worked with Lachina before. Um, but I was like, wow. Um, so I literally like got home late. I guess that was a Tuesday night. Like Wednesday, I was like, okay, I need to like get an outfit, start doing preparation, and then I was on the plane Thursday. Um, so I feel like I feel like it didn't really hit me until after. Um, but then when I started to get more games throughout the summer and started to do the playoffs, um, it just it felt really really gratifying. Um, and I because it's been so hard for me, and not so hard, but it's, it's been difficult, and as it is for so many of us, um, I'll never take an assignment for granted, whether it's one game, whether it's a package of 10, whether it's uh, the whole playoffs, um, I'm so appreciative of every assignment I get. Um, so I think kind of, I always seem to like reflect if I'm like traveling to games for some reason when I'm like, Flying and landing or like taking off like after the game that's kind of when I'm like wow like I'm, I'm really doing this like I remember having conversations with friends like eight ten years ago being like I really wish I could get into sports broadcasting but I have no idea how um, so just to kind of reflect which is very important to like reflect on how far you've come and where you are now Um it definitely was kind of like, wow, like I'm, I'm doing this. And obviously I still have a long way to go, um, but it's very important, I think, to recognize
0: that success and your growth. Yes, how she did it. I'm obsessed.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I had to plug the name of the pod. Uh, but through those, I feel like early on, you know, there can be a lot of inconsistency in this business through those moments and challenges What has kept you motivated?
1: Yeah. Um I think as I I briefly mentioned before, just the passion and that I felt when I am doing this work and how much I enjoy it. Um and I think back to, you know, my job at Turner Sports where I was sitting at a desk for 10 hours a day, commuting an hour and a half each way, and just kind of just never wanting to go back to something like that and just seeing, you know, my job is literally watching basketball and talking about it. Um, So even in the days leading up to a game when I'm like doing my game prep, like I'm watching film, um, like basketball has always been such a big part of my life. Um, To be able to do that for a living is very motivating and and just makes me happy. Um, So that's a big part of it. I would also say, I'm very big on like surrounding yourself with people who are also very motivated um, and successful, not necessarily in your own fields, Um, like really my whole family. um, My brothers are in sales for sports and they're really motivating to me. My dad is a really successful um, mediator in New York City and just he just works so hard to get where he is. Um, and then I look at my friends, you know, they're passing the bar exam, they're doctors, um, they're starting their own businesses and just kind of when I'm, whenever I'm having a down day, I can, whenever I see like good news for them, it kind of like motivates me. Like, I gotta keep going too, like I gotta, you know, keep this circle up, um, and I think that's really important too. Like I have, you know, so many friends that I've gotten close with in the business and we kind of all go through these times obviously now you're my new friend we'll be going through these Yes, times i was
0: just okay yeah
1: um but it's like we'll have these texts where it's like man i got turned down from another job blah 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 um, and we just kind of like uplift each other and remind each other that we are talented and that moment is going to come um so just to have supportive people in your life and people who are inspiring you and successful in their own walks of life as well, I think is really important and has been really helpful to me.
0: Wait, I'm obsessed with you oh. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, me and my new friend Kim, uh, yeah. we're playing a game and she's building her own basketball team. I know y'all wanna know what it is, so stick around. Welcome back inside How She Did It, still here with Kim Adams. And now Kim is going to build, Kim is going to build her own basketball team but with people that have maybe impacted your life. So I saw that you were a guard. Oh. So we've got you there. Okay. Shooter. Yeah. Shooter, shoot Yeah. Shoot or shoot. Shoot or shot.
1: <laughs>
0: so now we need like a point guard, right? Like someone, a facilitator. So someone that has maybe given you direction.
1: Okay. Um, someone. You see to- where I'm going with this? Yeah. I'm going to keep it all in the, uh, how She Did It podcast, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give give the ball to Sarah Kustak running the point. Um, she's been there for me since day one when I was in grad school at Northwestern. Like literally a random like friend that that I didn't even really know. Like a friend of a friend from Penn was like a friend of a friend of hers, and asked her if she would connect with me, and she was like, sure. So it started with a phone call um when I was in grad school and she's just been so incredibly like helpful and motivating and just like a good friend and mentor um so she's she's been awesome for me so I'm I'm gonna give her the point guard duties I think she may have been a shooting guard too but I'm I'm confident she can take on this role
0: she's the best Sarah with the assist (laughs) okay let's go another guard You know, someone you can rely on, like you said, shoot or shoot. Uh, And you just know that in like those big moments, they'll always be there.
1: Does this have to be like a media person?
0: No, not at all.
1: Okay. This I'm going to have to give to my best friend who coincidentally was my opposite guard in high school. Um, Her name is Liz Fluke. She's currently, she's in women's basketball as well. She's an assistant coach at Army West Point. Um, but we literally went to school together since first grade, played on the same basketball team, fifth grade, all through high school. Um, like everyone, we were like Kim and Liz, like we were like a package deal. Like we were always together. Um, we like almost literally almost scored like the exact same number of points in high school. Um, so she's just like, she's my dependable friend for life. Liz flukes.
0: I love it. Yes. Okay. We've got three now. And we're going to get, like, you know, into our forward position. Someone who's versatile, can be inside, maybe outside. Uh, but someone that you can kind of look at and learn from. Look at and
1: learn from. Um, that could be Sarah as well. Sarah just. Oh my gosh. She's, getting... like,
0: in every position. I'm obsessed.
1: Um. I'll keep it in the show once again. This is like obviously a seemingly cliche answer, but how can you not go with Doris, who might be undersized at the forward position. Um, But where she resonates with where I am now is she does a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Sideline reporting. She does analyst work. um, And that's what I do now. I do both. um, And I would like to do more hosting. but just to see kind of how she transitions from role to role, how she prepares, um, the type of information she delivers on air. That's always kind of what I'm looking to learn from is what did did Doris or whoever I'm watching see in that moment? Um, How did they tie it back to a piece of information I got from shoot around? Um, So yeah, Doris Burke in terms of just her versatility um, and and the level she's been able to attain and how she's done everything, college, men's, women's, NBA, WMBA, which is something I hope to do too. All
0: right. Last one. We've got our center. And I always think, you know, like strong, I'm not talking physically strong, but who is a strong influence in your life?
1: Um, I can't, oh man, I can't really choose
0: between both of my parents. You have so to you can't have six have players it. on the court. You know the rules. I'm just kidding. That's okay. I'm just joking. Okay, I'll I'll make my mom the center with like
1: dad six man ready to sub in just yeah. cuz I'll, you know, do we did I make an all female team? I think you I did. did. Yes. So we'll keep it an all female team. Um but yeah, my mom um she's she's great. I mean both of my parents really um not only just the best like gift of basketball they gave me um but like I was telling you like it's it's always been hard for me um just continuing to push through and both of my parents always have supported me in any way I need um and just continuing to push me to keep doing this and watching all my games giving me feedback um and my mom was my high school coach which is really special but she had like such an impact on so many girls that she coached, um, getting girls to college who, you know, never thought that would have been a possibility. Um, So, yeah, my parents have always held it down for me and been such a big part of who I've become and my success and hopefully the more success that's to come. It's a pretty good team.
0: That's a pretty – like that's an amazing team. Yes, and I was going to say, like, your dad can just still be on the court as an official. Yeah. (laughs) Problem solved.
1: Why didn't I think of that? I got you. Don't worry.
0: Coming up, guys, Kim's answering some of your questions. Stick around. Welcome back inside How She Did It. Still here with Kim Adams. She hasn't left yet, but she's getting ready too soon after she answers some of your guys' questions. So, first up is from DSPN Rivers. And he says Favorite team to follow at any level?
1: Well, unfortunately I'm from New York, so <laughs> basically all of the teams I grew up a fan of are awful. uh Knicks, we've got the Mets, and we've got the Giants. I'm um, basically the the trifecta of awful teams. Um so that's been tough. Um I'm trying to think. Someone literally tweeted at me like you should marry a psychologist or something. <laughs> Probably true. Um, <laughs> I do. I, I do like what's going on in Brooklyn right now with the Nets. Um, so I don't know if people may be like critical of me if I'm kind of jumping ship no. to like, cheer for the Nets, but like they have so much more going there. Leadership, organization-wise, um, obviously they've brought in some great players. Kevin Durant waiting to see the floor. Um, so I've, I've been following them. And now that I'm in Philly, I've, I was born to, like, hate Philly sports from New York. So I don't like the Eagles. I don't like the Phillies. But I will support the Sixers. Um, I haven't gone to a game yet, but I want to get to a game. But um, they're like another team that just has some good vibes going. Um, I like the direction they're headed. The city is really excited about them. So now that I'm in Philly, I'm definitely going to be following the Sixers more. Trust the process.
0: Yes, I've heard that like Philly fans too are one of a kind. Oh yeah,
1: they are. When I was interning at Comcast back in the day, I had to like go to the Eagles games before the game, and we were like promoting the pregame show, like handing out signs, and the people were like brutal. <laughs> so uh, it'll be interesting uh, dealing with some of the Philly fans here for sure.
0: But now you can be a part of it, so you're on the other side.
1: I know you're,
0: you're on like the, the- now.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it more on the civilized side, as
0: some of the Philly fans I've seen. <laughs> okay, next up is from OG Cheese Man. Love the username. <laughs> what is your dream game to call?
1: Dream game to call. Um, I'd say for now. Um, so, my favorite sporting event of all time of life will always be is march madness um a lot of that comes from my dad being an official because he officiated in it for about 10 years um so this was when i was little and there was no like march madness live app or whatever it is now and every game is on tv so like my mom would literally take me and my two younger brothers like to a sports bar and we would have to ask them like to find this like wild channel that my dad's game was on, and somehow they would find it. Um, So really, like, my dad officiating and going to his games is, like, really where I started to love basketball and just love March Madness. I have covered it in the past when I was working for the Big East. Um, I was working there when Villanova won the championship in 2016 in Houston. Um, So I was at the Final Four at the National Championship, Um, but I would love to be working on the broadcast team. Um, and I did get to do it for women's last year. Um, I called a regional final, elite eight game for Westwood One um, national radio, so that was really cool. Um, but I would love to be working on a broadcast team for uh, men's March Madness.
0: That one shiny moment, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. That's <laughs> not, I mean, the tears, the tears. You start welling up. Hear that? I
0: know. There's like this video of me somewhere. This is going to haunt me one day of me, like, singing that whole song into a remote. So Uh-oh. that's, <laughs> that's out there somewhere. That's- I don't know who has it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Right? Uh, too many nicknames, 20. Curious what some of them are, but uh, <laughs> what is the most difficult part of your job?
1: Um, It's hard to say, like, something even is difficult about this job because it's just literally watching, observing, analyzing, talking about basketball, which is, like, unreal. Um, I, would, I would say if there's anything difficult, especially when you have, like, a busy stretch of games, like, several games in a week, um, just making sure you're fully prepared and, and um, compartmentalizing all of the information into, like, the information that's going to be in front of you in the game or in your head. Um, So, like, I I already know, like, I just got assigned a game yesterday for Fox, and I now have, like, three games in, like, a week stretch, a Friday game and a Sunday game, different conferences, one on the East Coast, one in the Midwest. Um, So that's obviously really exciting, but I'm kind of already thinking, like, all right, that's going to – it's right after the holidays – um, I'm going to need to start like preparing for that one early, whether I'm like starting to just watch more film on the teams to get more familiar, um, maybe start to set up my charts. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of, a lot of preparation. Um, especially when I'm the analyst preparation is a little different analyst versus sideline. I definitely spend more time when I'm the analyst cause I watch more game film. Um, but yeah, I would just say like, I never want to go into a broadcast feeling like I'm unprepared. Um, and of course, like you're, can you ever be fully prepared? I don't think so. Like you can always read another article or watch another half of a game. Um, but I always want to feel like I go into a game feeling very confident, very comfortable with both teams. Um, so yeah, just, just making sure you're setting enough time a few days in advance to start prepping. Um, but yeah, that can get difficult at times, but it's, it's like a difficult challenge that I enjoy. And at the end of the day, like. My preparation is watching basketball, so I have no complaints.
0: All right. Our final question comes from Brandon C. Smith 5, and he says, what is the best piece of advice you have gotten throughout your career? Um,
1: best piece of advice? I, I would say, like, a, really two things. One, it seems so simple, but just to continue to be yourself um, you can't really get caught up in comparing yourself or comparing your career path to other people. Um, you just have to kind of trust that the path you're on. Um, and that was like, I told you that one email I got from ESPN a couple of years back. I can't remember the exact wording, but like more or less, I felt like they were saying I was like boring. Um, so I was like, I feel like I'm like not a boring person in real life. Um, so that's important to me now is just to make sure like my personality and my energy is coming through whatever, um, platform I'm broadcasting on, whatever role I'm in. Um, so really just to be yourself, um, don't try and yeah, I look, I look up to Doris Burke. I look up to Sarah, but at the end of the day, I'm Kim Adams. Um, and then I actually, I was able to um, have some email exchange with Mike Breen, who's also like another GOAT, Mike and Doris. Um, and I had just been turned down from an NBA sideline reporter job actually, like, I guess like two years ago. And I was just like really bummed I was a finalist. They had flown me out. I did interviews, like thought it went so well. Um, and then got one of those like, oh, it was such a hard choice, we went another direction. And I was just like pretty bummed out at that news. Um, so he had told me a story. He had been like turned down from a job right before he got the next job. And he was like crushed, thought it was the end of the world. Um, and then a year later, he got the next job. And that's like the job that really obviously he's still doing and changed his life. Um, so he just kind of told me sometimes, like, the job you don't get is for a reason. And that next opportunity that you get is the one that may change things for you and you wouldn't have gotten that otherwise. Um, so just like to hear advice from like people who have become really successful that like they struggled with rejection and not getting jobs and continued to persevere. That's always been very helpful to me.
0: I know. I, I really feel like even through just like this series and then you talk to people within the industry, but the, everyone's like, Path to getting there is different, but like the one thing that they just all have in common is they never stopped. And so, like, right? Um, And so, you are just amazing. You're continuing to do amazing things, and I can't thank you enough for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you
1: so much. This was fun. Sorry if I like rambled at times, but that's my no.
0: There's no such thing as rambling on this show. That's what I'm looking for. Sharp,
1: concise. No, that's why I love podcasts. Podcasts are awesome. You have an amazing one. Um, so I'm very honored to have been a guest on it. Hopefully I can come back in like five years and I'll be doing, doing more things and we can reflect.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Where will we both be in five years? I don't know. Find out in five years on how (laughs) she did it. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening today. For Kim Adams, I'm Amanda Smith. We'll see you next time on How She Did It.